Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. One of the major Scottish uh, Scottish universities, it's the uh, University of Aberdeen, has confirmed that they're actually considering scrapping their modern language courses, their main degrees really in foreign languages. Apparently it's all down to the steep drop in the number of students that are studying modern languages. Some students there have actually um, protested outside the administrative offices over the, the proposals. But when I read the story, I thought to myself, you know, Have we actually lost the art of learning languages? Because I can count on one hand the amount of times that I have used German since I've left school. Every time I go abroad, I, if I need to, I would use any of the um, language apps, translating apps, you know, even Google Translate. And I probably rely on the fact that I, everywhere I go, I know that most people are going to speak English and they're going to speak English much better than I will definitely uh, make an attempt at speaking German. So, have we lost that love and art for foreign languages? Porik Ryan is from the Euro Language College. Porik is uh, with us on the line today. Have you noticed a change, Porik, at all in the amount of people studying foreign language courses? Andrea, hi. How are you doing? Um, just going back to your first point about the University of Aberdeen, that really is an economic um, or a budget situation because um, there's, no, there's less students studying the language than there is staff. Um, so that's a concern, obviously, of the uh, University of Aberdeen. But across the board, yeah, there is there is um, a drop off of languages, which is concerning. But going back to the principle and the key points, why students should st- study a, a language, obviously, is to uh, explore different cultures, to um, think differently, um, and to meet new people are key reasons why. But earlier this year, um, Norma Foley introduced the primary uh, primary curriculum framework that is due to come into existence in 2025 where all classes from three, from third class up will uh, study either French or German. That means that second level, when they go into second level, it'll be 2028, 2029. I think that's too late. Um, I feel that they should implement the primary curriculum framework earlier through maybe some self-help, uh, the likes of apps, New Alang, and other uh, areas such as trying to introduce the culture and history of, of, of uh, different countries in a fun environment. I think that's where it kind of fundamentally goes back to is learning language in third class from age seven or eight. Really, that's where it goes back to. Okay. We find, in our, we experience in your Languages College that a lot of students, they have to learn the basics of grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, and to actually ha- have the dialogue of a language. They don't, they're not able to have the dialogue because they, they don't speak on a regular basis. Melanie May is with us too, Porik. Melanie's a solo travel, a solo travel writer with Talk Travel presenter as well on, on Dublin City FM. Do you learn languages, Melanie, when you travel? Um, so I am actually mortified when I go away and I can't speak the language. And I have tried so hard to learn languages, but I actually have dyslexia and central auditory processing disorder. So I find it so difficult to learn languages and it is just mortifying when I go away like I apologize that I can't speak the language I do try to learn with language apps but I just think it's um, such a shame that people aren't learning languages anymore why is it we don't need to again maybe it's that um, you don't need to because you have these translation apps but you were saying there that when you go away you know that most people are going to speak English 
When I was traveling this year, I did every country in Central America. I was backpacking by myself and most people did not speak English. And I was um, cautious of using any translation apps because not an awful lot of people speak the languages that were on the apps. And you, you're just assuming then that everybody can read as well. If you're handy, holding your phone into somebody's face, you know, saying, translate this. Mm. You're just assuming that they can read, that they know how to use a smartphone. Um, it's a very privileged position to take. Now, I have to say, when I was in um, Honduras, um, a local there actually used Google Translate to help me out, which I thought was absolutely yeah. brilliant. But I didn't use it there. It was just his, it was his way of, um, you know, helping me out. And it was absolutely brilliant. Neve McNally is on the line as well, Melanie. Neve is a, a secondary school teacher. Melanie, you, you teach languages in school. How many pupils, like, have you noticed a drop off in pupils um, actually taking up foreign languages? Are you there, Melanie? Or Neve, I should Neve. say. Sorry, Neve, are you there? You can hear me okay. Yes, I'm here, yes. Um what I would actually say is I am teaching Mandarin Chinese here in Our Ladies Grove. Um and I've seen a significant improvement in the uptake in Mandarin Chinese over the last number of years that I've been here. More students opting to learn Mandarin. Above yeah, other yeah. above other like the, you know, French, German, Spanish, the more typical. Yeah. yeah. So we on our in our school we offer um French, Spanish and Chinese and um when that became available to students, um, you know, a, a very decent cohort chose to study Chinese uh as their main option. So they'd only be going ahead now for leaving there to study Chinese. Okay. So is it just then do you think uh Podrick that there's actually more variety out there now? We're offering students more choice. It goes back to the principles of when you study a language earlier, I think it's, it improves your overall um, um, confidence and ability to speak the language. So we're, we're learning the language too late at going into secondary school at 12, 13. If that was like we do, in, like what happens in France, Spain, Germany, where they learn English at, at the age of seven or eight and they become really confident and, and competent at the language, we need to implement a strategy similar to what um, has been proposed by Norma Foley in, in March of this year in terms of the primary curriculum framework for modern foreign languages. Okay. Sheila's with us on the line as well. Sheila, how do you communicate when you travel abroad? Um, Well, in the past, I used to try to learn a little bit of the language before going. But increasingly now, I'm relying more on the online translation. And I agree entirely with the previous uh, guest. They're not always accurate. And you have to be very careful... um, about how you phrase your your questions and that. Um, I'll be going to Japan as a solo traveller in the end of February, mm. March, and um, I, I'm going to try to learn some phrases before I go and then rely on the translation um, for the most part. And what will you do in, in preparation for that? Um, well, I'll probably get something online. There's all sorts of things online that kind of teach. It's pronunciation. Yeah. Particularly, um, so I'll have to get some kind of audio thing online and and learn um, because the pronunciation I think there is absolutely going to be the biggest issue. You know, it's funny. I was um, Melanie last year. I was in in um, Bordeaux for a weekend with a couple of friends, and 
in a lot of places we went to, you know, just absolutely refused to speak English. It was French. That was it. But one of my friends was pretty fluent now in French. And I have to say, I was actually quite envious of her. You know, that she was just to- totally able to converse, order things, ask questions, no matter where we were going. She was still pretty fluent from school. Yeah, and you know what? That's what I miss out on when I'm traveling is listening to those conversations when I'm sat in a cafe by myself. What are the locals talking about? What are their topics of discussion? What are, you know, really topical? And I miss that. And I miss sitting, you know, I travel a lot by local buses and sitting beside the locals and being able to say, hey, you know, because loads of people are interested in me. And I feel awful that I can't. Now, I do try my best in the broken words that I have. But also that's part of the charm of traveling as well. You know, I remember being on a bus and this lady was trying to tell me about her son and I was trying to tell her about Ireland and in the end we just ended up sharing some food because we just ran out of broken um, English and Spanish but um, I really do think that you know being able to speak or at least understand the language a little bit you know not an awful lot of us have the confidence to speak another language Mm. but even just being able to grasp what's going on really enriches the cultural experience of travelling. Yeah, I want to hear from other listeners today. Like, do you think are we letting language languages slip away? Maybe you've actually in recent years gone out and taken up your starting to study a new language. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.